This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. This is Kat. Hey, it's Billy. And this is Unlearn. What's up, y'all? A little late this week. Are we? Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Okay. This was coming out yesterday, but I'm I'm struggling physically in life. So anyway. Oh, right. It is Tuesday when we are recording this. I... Oh man, I don't know anything yeah. about anything anymore. Yeah. I, my brain is all occupied. Same. My same body same. is destroyed from this the sweet sweet fly honey show. But oh yeah, it, how's that been hurts. going? Uh, well, I'm I'm done. My part is done. But the show's great. It's still what? going for three more weeks. Your part is done. Yeah, I mean you know. So then performers I... only go like. One week. I did two weeks this year. So you had I, two chances to see that booty and you. I thought it was for any day and I bought tickets. Oh, well, it's still a great show. You should still go. <laughs> <laughs> you should have told me which weeks you were performing. I did. Tell me. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't. You said, oh, it goes through September. Yeah. I said I'm on week one and two. I always say you, that the same, the same, whatever. We don't have to do okay. this. Okay. Well. I'm in pain is what matters. Well. <laughs> My body hurts. I'm not a dancer, but <laughs> well, it's, it's great. Shit, then it's a gr- listen. You're gonna I'm have gonna a great go time. I'm gonna be there other days. If I'm there just not are performing. POC bodies doing their thing, hell yeah, I'm gonna love it. Yeah, they're th- those. Those are there. They're in there. They're <laughs> they, they are. The, they are. They are. There not a ton. No, no. I've, There's a good amount, right? Yes. Okay. They're there. I'm saying so, they are. It's, you said it as if for. like. As if it was like more weight centric. I mean, insofar as everything is, yes, but no, it's not. They are absolutely going. They have done the work. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm literally. I'm not being sarcastic. I mean, it, it, I, I, I'm saying the exact words that I mean. Okay. <laughs> they are there. There, okay. there are people of color in the show. I am one of the. What do you? I have. Okay. All right. Well, either way, the tickets are purchased, so I will be there. Okay. Um, and I'm excited, yeah, but sudden then I will not be able to see you. Well, which is kind of re- the reason I was going. No, it's not. It really was. There's no way that show has like 200 people in it. I literally know not a single thing about Fly Honeys. Oh man, not a single well, thing. I cannot wait for you to see it then, because okay. <laughs> you're going to be one of those people. I guarantee it. You're going to be one of those people who's like. I didn't know what I was in for. And then afterwards, you come back and you're like, now, how do I get into this next year? <laughs> I bet. We'll see. I, bet. I do. I do like to dance. I like to dance quite a lot. It's fun, dude. It's great. You're going to love it. I okay. promise. All right. Taking over for that. Listeners, you heard it here first. They, um, listen, they don't need no more promo. They're, they're doing <laughs> just fine. Oh, no. I could barely get tickets. <laughs> yeah. <I had laughs> that a, shit sells out every I went year. to go buy tickets, and I was like, at the very beginning of August, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to the September show, and I get to stand. The yeah. understanding That's okay. There's no bad there's seats. No tickets. There's no bad There's no bad place to be in the show. <laughs> um, 
You want to talk about our show now? Yeah, let's talk about our show. Okay. <laughs> uh, so one of our listeners actually sent some uh, info about the Willie Lynch letter. Yes. And it has been debunked. So in this first segment uh, called called about last episode, we are going to talk about why it is impossible for the Willie Lynch letter to happen well to have been created at the time period in which it was created. Right. All right. And I just want to say, for the record, before it, you know, goes too far into this process, that I knew this already. (laughs) I was right. (laughs) That's all. Okay. (laughs) But isn't it, like, fucked up that I learned this in school? Like, how much more fake history do I need to learn about? No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of it. Is all lies. All of history is lies. Or spin anyway. My degree is a sham. Cool. Um, well, we're a start. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Few things, obviously. So one of the things I, I said that was lynching came from Willie Lynch. Okay. Even so within the letter, that proves itself wrong. Within the letter by itself because... If the liar was real, he clearly advocated not murdering your not murdering your slaves because right. you're throwing money away because you know people are property and they can't work if they're hanging from a tree. I mean, factually true, still yeah. fucked up. <laughs> still fucked up. I mean, every there's nothing that let's just say now all of the things that will be said in this next ten minutes will be fucked up. Yeah, because this it's impossible to get past anything related to slavery or racism without having to say shit that's really fucked. I mean, we talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. So we just, yeah. we don't have to, we no don't have to more, give that disclaimer, no disclaimer now. I feel like, I feel like they already fucked. know. <laughs> so apparently the concept of lynching was actually, um, so black people, okay, this is going to sound wild, but apparently black people weren't associated with being lynched until um, after Reconstruction. Mm. And the earliest stories of lynching Mm. were, uh, so there's like this term called lynch law, and there was like this like judge or whatever, or he was a justice of the peace um, who named Charles Lynch, and he was mostly known for like hanging like British loyalists during the American Revolution. Okay. So originally lynching was like for for whites only. <laughs> well, well for like British loyalists. But um like as you know, Brits have a very violent history. Um so it's not it makes perfect sense that this kind of nonsense would come from a Brit. I think it's really fucked up too that like the whole reason that they hanged them is because they were like they were on the losing side of the yeah. Revolutionary War. It's like they not they might not even have fought for the the English side during the war. They just right. they're just like, well, you were a loyalist and you you lost, so goodbye. Get you get to die now. And it's like, hey, homie, I, maybe I just maybe I was on the losing side and now I could just go on with my life now. Like, no, you got to murder me. Cool. That's fucking terrible. (laughs) Yeah, well, Brits are pretty fucked up. If you like actually look into British history, it's nothing but like war and terror and strife and murder and plagues. Mm. So, 
and they're apparently the superior society so whatever um (laughs) (laughs) sure uh so that's where uh it's believed lynching the term lynching came from okay uh and that started around the time of the american revolution so Mm -hmm. after this letter was written secondly a lot of the so it's pretty easy for a historical linguist to like rip this to shreds because terms a slave owner um, at the time would have referenced his slaves as um, Negroes as opposed to slaves. And then the fact that he referenced black people, which black people, the term black was not associated with people until I think about 100, 200 years later. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, okay. So it's like more fiction. And then well, yeah. uh, apparently in the West Indies where this Willie Lynch motherfucker allegedly came from, um, since the it was everything was so well established in the West Indies during that time period, um, most land, most plantation owners were never there and just hired like someone to like watch over shit and they would go back to Britain and just be rich and, you know, horrible people in Brit in Britain. <laughs> so so the likelihood of like somehow and like I don't even know how you get mail delivered from to the West Indies in the in seventeen twelve when there was like no post office and you're and there's a quote unquote new world. So by like the unlikelihood of people writing to this random dude, like it's not the internet. You can't just like go and fucking Google like sla- uh, established slave owner in the Caribbeans and like get and shoot his email out to him and be like, Hey, come do a speech. So the likelihood of them finding a Brit, like getting in contact, like it's not completely unlikely, but it kind of implies that the the world at that time was like more globalized than it really was. Fair enough. I mean, they were kidnapping humans. How civilized and globalized could this world really have been? Um, and that's just like some of the highlights. If you want some of the linguistical highlights, um, terms terms used like indoctrin- indoctrination and self refueling uh, did not the, those terms did not exist until or did not. So indoctrination wasn't used to in that sense until 1832, and self refueling did not enter the language until 1811. So I mean, yeah. yeah. What are, what what are, what would they even be fueling at that time? Exactly. I there's Fucking just lamps. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's like that's why it's just so like there. There's so there's so much that doesn't add up when it comes to the use of specific words. Right. So whoever faked this letter, kudos to you because it has been incorporated into my black ass education. I hope you're proud of yourself and your fake news. Um, Cause now I feel like a fool. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to know what the intention, what the ultimate intention was of the person who wrote this. I mean, because there's a part of me that, that believes it is possible that the person who wrote this was just doing something 
that they didn't actually like believe that that themselves about like this, but the, mm-hmm. but that they wrote it from the perspective of this character or this person oh, yeah. who may not have existed, but this is totally a thing that they would have thought yeah. at that time. Uh, or was it someone who was writing just like I hate I hate black people, and this is a good way for me to use that and mm-hmm. hide it behind this kind of this other kind of like characterized thing it feels like the former <clears throat> right it's, it's like almost like but if that's the case then what the fuck were they doing it for right exactly. like what, what were they writing it for that's what i'm interested <laughs> in knowing. yeah so, it, so if they're just writing it for this like historical context piece but it's fake like what are you doing like what was the point of it maybe it was i don't know maybe they were writing a historical fiction book maybe but even well, if they were like wait, uh, whatever anyway so it's like layers of questions this this has caused more questions than answers. I mean, ultimately, though, like what we said before, because whether or not it, it's a real thing that this specific human said at a specific time, this is a thing that people think. Like it is a thing that 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 they, that people thought then, and people think now, and they still use that that doctrine of separating us down into smaller and smaller groups and making us fight each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do that with all of the oppressed. And that is a thing I've been saying for a long time that it's like, it's all connected. Like we, that's why, that's what intersectionality is all about is realizing that that is what they do to you. Mm-hmm. That is what they want you to do is fight each other rather than actually fight them. Cause there are more of us. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, and like, you can see that reflected in different parts of society, like the way that lower class whites and lower class blacks have way more in common than mm. Like someone rich whites and lower class whites. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously by creating whiteness and separating them, the white man doesn't have to deal with the revolution across the, like he doesn't have to deal with the social, socioeconomic revolution and keeping people separated. So it's like just so reflected throughout history on how this kind of like the idea of dividing and conquering it's ever present and mm-hmm. almost expertly done. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's not like no one, there isn't like some specific cabal of guys out there who are just like, all right, now this group we will separate from, you know, they're not, it's just systematically the way that people have been allowed to think and, and, mm-hmm. and, and the rest of us have been made to operate under that system. So it's, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a thing you have to actively think about or, or it'll just keep perpetuating itself. It's a thing you have to actively know in your mind and in your heart and, and work against every day if you want it to stop or if you want it to be any different. So it's important to know this stuff, even if the fucking Willie Lynch litter is fake. So that's it. So, uh, to wrap this up, mm-hmm. letter debunked. But message, still low-key real. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, we're going to get into our main topic. Um, so our main topic today is going to be about Pan-Africanism. Okay. Should we go back to Africa? You made Should we not? A, like a, a terrified face when you... I don't know what that face was oh. when you said Pan-Africanism. <laughs> Okay. Well, I will get into what my terrified face is. Okay. Um, and this coffee just... is so acidic. All uh, right, <laughs> let's continue. Uh, and and I, we want to talk a little bit about Marcus Garvey and mm-hmm. just yeah, should black people 
go back to Africa? The perks, never having to see white people <laughs> mm-hmm. and feeling normal. And um, my therapist said that first it will feel disorienting, but it will be ultimately very reorienting. Interesting. It's like, it's crazy because it's just Your therapist like, said that? Yeah. Advocating for you to go back to Africa? She told me to get my Sierra Leone passport. So I've said this on the show many a times. My father born in Sierra Leone. Um, And I researched it and I can legally get a Sierra Leone passport. And I was gonna do that until I found out that I could not have dual citizenship. And I don't, Sierra Leone won't allow it. Oh, okay. I have to denounce being an American and fully- Well, sis, I don't see what's so hard about that. Uh. (laughs) It's not hard to denounce it, but that passport- I this you have to give up your American. I can't passport. give up my American passport. I no, just I simply can't. And with like in Sierra Leone, the only place that I can travel without a visa is around West Africa. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, I could do that now. Why am I? Okay, well, we're gonna well, let's let's just get into it. Yeah, All right. sure. So my therapist was like, yo, in case shit gets real, it's good to have a passport from another country, especially if you can like get it based on birthright um mm-hmm. oh she also said that she wants to start her next charity is to send black people to africa not in like for them to live but like you know birthright for jewish people mm-hmm. she wants to do something like that okay i mean ugh, yeah well, well there's a well. lot there's a lot of like I'm going to just say it. myself okay. as a person. Okay. The, the the Israeli birthright stuff really kind of rubs me in a weird like way cuz it's such a propaganda trip and it's such mm-hmm. a like like a paramilitary complex thing mm-hmm. that they do when and, and like yes, they bring all these like young people and let them fuck each other. And like <laughs> that's cool, 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 cool. Learn about the history of but like stop killing Palestinians. Like yeah. <laughs> like Oh. I don't. I like don't it's, disagree. With it's not you actually. Whatsoever. Yeah, it's not actually uh, like. I'm not saying I'm pro-Israeli whatsoever. I'm pro-Palestinian and have been for an extremely long time. I'm not pro either of them, but it's just like stop killing them. Like, what are you doing? Like, you have one of the, you have I the mean, second most funded military in the world. Like, what do you you don't need you don't need it Ed, for the like? Okay, whatever. No, <sighs> that's those trips are all about propaganda, and so I have like a hard time unconnecting it to that when Uh-oh. I think about the notion of us like we are not doing that because we don't have to like build an army yeah yeah I mean it's gonna obviously be quite different from mm-hmm. it's literally just being feeling normal among being around other black people and just being able to feel normal yeah and see black people on TV and hear black people on radio totally. and just be surrounded by people who look like you I mean, yeah, there is something to be said about that. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I feel like there's so the, the the diaspora is so far removed culturally, and mm-hmm. and that might be your therapist's argument for going right, like mm-hmm. it, culturally so far removed from. Like most of us don't know what fucking African country we should even be going to. 
right? Like you, you have a you have a parent who is from mm-hmm. Sierra Leone, but like I don't know where the fuck my people are from. I have no I have no idea. There's no record. There's no there's yeah. no there's nothing to connect us back to that. And I've had you know white people say to me like, oh, you could do like the genetic yeah. blah blah blah. And it's like, yeah. do you not understand that that won't do anything unless right. there are records? Like you, they didn't keep records of who genetic they, lineage yeah. for us <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like I, there's not i don't know there i feel like there's nowhere to go i mean yes it would be dope to one day visit africa visit west africa visit east africa visit south africa even mm-hmm. um and just see that shit and and be a part of that or be be in that be immersed in that but i don't know that i would ever actually feel connected to it in a way that would make me, you know what I mean? Like that would, ch- I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, no, maybe I'm being dense about it, but like. I totally feel you. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, it's not something that's for everyone. What am I looking, like, what are we looking for? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. specifically. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with going and, and finding something. That would be dope. I'm just, I don't know what I'm looking for there with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do know what you mean. Like I want our culture to stop being so fucked up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I want yeah. our, I mean, and specifically black culture. Mm-hmm. I want our culture to stop having so much fucking fraught bullshit associated with it. I want us to be able to just have a culture. You know yeah. what I mean? That yeah. is, that is celebrated and, and not, and not just when you fucking, uh, like us in your iTunes. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and I've been saying that a lot lately. I stole it from my friend Angela and I don't know where she got it from. Anyway. <laughs> But like for real, like it's one of those things, I guess what it really boils down to for me, and you can tell me, I really want to know how you feel about it, um, is where it's like, once again, we have to do the educating of ourselves and Mm -hmm. and then for everybody else. And it's like, why do I have to go to, like, I'm, I shouldn't have to be the one to say like, oh, well, I need to go back to Africa to get more to get more information about you know to learn more about my roots it's like i didn't come here i'm not here from africa because i want you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah so like i i want my culture like i want this culture to be better i don't necessarily feel like i need to go back to africa to make my culture to to want my culture to be better right here mm-hmm. um African culture is beautiful and wonderful and and necessary obviously to the world stage but like it ain't necessarily what I feel like I need to cultivate in my heart right now. Is that does it, no? That know. makes that man. Makes I feel like I'm sense. saying a messed up thing right now, and I don't know. No, it's and I like people don't need to have the desire. You can be black and not have the desire to go to Africa. Right. I don't. I don't. You know. I I am black, and right. I am not ashamed of that at right. all. I'm a black ass person, and <laughs> my, my roots are from Africa somewhere, some way. But right. like, I don't feel a direct connection to that on any given. Maybe maybe going there wouldn't make me wouldn't make that change. Maybe that's what it really is about. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's the thing. Right. It is actually feeling something there and wanting to know more about it in that way or because of that but yeah i don't know yeah if you i just i think that if you don't have the desire it is not a requirement whatsoever i mean the only it's i probably if my dad wasn't from there if like because like my mom is a black american mm-hmm. i don't know where her roots extend mm-hmm. um 
But all I know is that, like, if my dad was just, like, an American, would I really give a fuck about going back to Africa? I might want to go to South Africa just to see South Africa, but... Yeah, I would love to just go there. Yeah. But, like, this specific cultural thing. For Yeah, for me, it would be a heritage trip. Like, me and my Mm. little sister are going to go. I guess I wouldn't feel any more connected to the heritage than I would if I was visiting London. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, Or fucking Paris, you know? It's like going to those places is dope, and I would love it. But, like, I'm not. That ain't me any mm-hmm. more than the other thing is except for the except for the slavery part and i don't know that that's what i want you know how do you feel about it like are you going are you interested i mean obviously the family aspect of it but how do you feel about the overall thought that your therapist is putting forth that we need that that there's something uh, to be gained from that i don't know if it's like i she mostly just wants to do it for people who want that and mm. i do know a good amount of people who have either traveled um, and felt reoriented okay, um, or just want to feel some kind of like level of connection. And like, I have my personal feelings and ideas about people who I'm not going to say it. Cause it's like, a what really are you talking about? Thing. We're on a podcast no, about that. Well, what are you- <laughs> no, I don't. Cause I just okay. What are you, well, girl? What are you talking? About? That's what I'm here don't, for. I just don't want people to like hate me for this opinion, dude. Th- what did I just? What was I just saying five minutes okay, ago? Okay, well, if someone is like pro-Israeli and listens to this show, then I got questions. Please write in because sure. I got questions for you. Sure, sure, sure. But like, I I think that part of the real. So like, part of me. Wait. Pause for one second. Okay. Can we just make it clear that we don't have any problem with Jewish people? Or, oh, we have no problem with Jewish people. People who live in Israel, like you, it's the the concept. It's the yeah of Israel. The the way that shit went down. Yes, yeah, just just the murder. It's mostly the murder for me. Yeah. Like stop killing people. Like yeah. you don't have to kill people to get your country to legitimize your country. Anyway, exactly. Exactly. Well, don't <laughs> says an American. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's it's happening right fucking now. You know, know what I mean? There's a war yeah. happening right now, yeah. and I just I can't I can't back that side no, of that war. Sure, but sure. I don't have any problem with people of Abraham. You get it? Yeah, okay, I do. All right, I continue. I'm sorry. I just had that thought, and I was like, damn, wait, what? We're gonna oh, we're going down for this. Okay, cool. We're fine. We we did it. We did it. Instead, <laughs> the coffee is kicking in slowly. I know the coffee's kicking in for me too. No, no more coffee before we start recording. Or no, while we record, coffee earlier before we start recording, okay. so we don't have this weird ramp up in energy that we're having during the record. Anyway, continue. This is my own personal opinion. This does not reflect the opinion of the podcast or Bill. It. This is just what I have experienced with Black people who were raised in predominantly white neighborhoods and cities. Let's go. I sometimes, okay, again, I'm going to say this again. I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Mm -hmm. White people were weird to me. They still are. But, (laughs) like, seeing white people every, like, seeing a white person was more of an anomaly than my norm and like i had a yeah in my neighborhood especially in my neighborhood and i mean i had some white teachers but i white people were largely 
Sure. Odd to me. Um, so that's where I'm coming from. I just feel like I've met a lot of people who, yeah. who, who, when growing up in the white neighborhood, whatever, were fine. But then, like, once they kind of start, like, accepting and really embracing their blackness, mm-hmm. that shit sometimes goes into overdrive or they overcompensate. And so they have to be, like, extra black. So interesting. I, I, I totally hear you on that. And, yeah, maybe that is real. Uh, you know what's funny? So we basically grew up in the same neighborhood without knowing each other, right? Like, yeah. When we were younger. But then I moved. My parents moved us to the suburbs after some stuff happened in the city. Uh, uh, yeah. So, like, bad people were in our neighborhood and bad things happened. And uh, we moved out to the suburbs. And it, when I got there, it was predominantly white. And then because of gentri- or, like the reverse gentrification mm-hmm. and, and white flight in the sub- south suburbs of Chicago, uh, by the time I had finished high school, it was like mostly black again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and which is, you know, whatever. It's what it is. But I definitely had some of my formative years where I went from being in a predominantly a neighborhood that was predominantly black to a neighborhood that was pretty much white. And we were one of the few black families. Right. And that, I think that did do some shit to me. Right. Like that Mm -hmm. did some, some real shit to me for a long time. Identity wise. Like I had the fucking Jinko jeans and the chain (laughs) wallet and the skater shoes, even though I never could get on a skateboard without falling off immediately. Like Will Smith style. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like cartoony, cartoony falling off the skateboard. So I was not a, I, yeah, but I was that kid. I was yeah. that black kid. And it, and it's, it, it lasted for a long time. I think that my I, parents, I saw your mohawk on Facebook. That was in college. I that know. was fun. Um, whatever. Uh, yeah, I put relaxer in my damn hair. Uh, that was, I'm never doing that shit again. God, why? Yo, dog, like, why? We fucking oh, burn. Our scalp. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't know, everybody's pain tolerance is different. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, when it starts to tingle too much before it starts to burn, that's when you got, because otherwise all your hair will fall out and you'll scar mm-hmm. your fucking scalp forever. Yep. yep. Why do we, why do we, <laughs> why do we do this shit? Anyway, um, yeah, so I grew up a lot around a lot of white people <laughs> in my formative years and... I think that affected me into my adulthood, but like I, I don't know that I necessarily. So, so that's what I'm. That's where the context of all this is. When I say I don't know that I'm necessarily doing the overcompensating thing, I but don't I am. Think you are? No, nah, I don't. I, I, and I don't feel like you were accusing me. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, like, I, I can see what you're saying about that, and it's interesting to think about that coming from my, like, coming from how, like where my, where I, you know, where I come from, mm-hmm. and how I got here. And not having that feeling, it's just, I don't know, it's just interesting. It's just interesting to me, uh, the way you frame that. That's it. I didn't, ha- <laughs> I didn't have anything more insightful to say than that. I was just saying, like, that's that's an interesting thought. And I, I, it, I bet that does exist. My therapist told me about the notion that, like, a lot of black people who end up in that situation do have like kind of a real awakening mm-hmm. at some point in their 20s, usually or mm-hmm. around the same time you have that, like, quarter life crisis thing yeah <laughs> that you have this real awakening of like oh shit i'm not ever gonna be that mm-hmm. they're never gonna treat me like them 
So if I'm sitting in their all white spaces and I'm hanging out and I'm their mascot, like, am I really, is that really where I'm supposed to be? And the answer is no. It is always no. The answer is no. You, I mean, you need to be able to operate in white spaces, especially mm-hmm. in a city like Chicago, because no matter what you do, if you are going to survive, you're going to have to enter white spaces and, and do it successfully and then exit it, you know, and do that successfully if, if, if that's where you – if you live somewhere that is not a, a white space, right? That's just how it is right now. And hopefully that will change. But you have – but you don't have to be a minstrel show. <laughs> I used oh, to be I the person who'd like when my white friends would have a party and then another black alternative black kid would walk into the party. I'd be like, y'all got another black friend. <laughs> How much violence was I doing to my own fucking identity? Right. right? right. And it's like, uh, no, I'm your only black friend. Like, like no, what the fuck <laughs> is that? And so, you know, now um, that I'm like, you know, significantly older since I had that realization, I don't know, man, I don't know that. I don't want to indict anybody for ha- for going hard the other way because because I know where that's that hard pendulum swing comes from. Mm-hmm. I know the revving back of mm-hmm. of being, you know what I mean? That's that, a great analogy. You know, you're revving back real hard yeah. and so when you do finally swing the other way, you go hard the other way too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I no, that's you're really right. Helpful. There's some and then there's some people who do it that hard and then just instantly become hoteps because they're not yeah. doing the work. <laughs> Right, they're just like pro black everything, you know, but they're not actually doing the work to like understand any of it or yeah. understand the cultural context of any of it. Anyway, so uh, the question of going back to Africa is not new. Right. Um, it's appeared several times since post slavery, sure. and one of the most famous um, activists really pushing for that was Marcus Garvey. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I don't know. I don't feel like you hear enough about Marcus Garvey. No. Um, he, uh, was a Jamaican born man, born in 1887. Mm-hmm. And he led this movement to, um, so he had like, I think it was like a cruise ship or something called the Black Star Line. Um, where he was literally just going to put black people <laughs> on like a boat or whatever back mm-hmm. to Africa and just like... A luxury boat. Yes. Not the not, same kind. Not, <laughs> not a clipper ship. No. Mm-hmm. A, lug, a luxury, a cruise. Um, a hotel back. on its side in the, in the water. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, that I, during the time, during like the 19... 19- 10s, 20s, 30s, 10s, no, 1920s. That was like kind of gaining movement and that was around the time that Liberia was founded. So he was definitely trying to get, start this black national nationalist movement in Jamaica and in the United States and um, like fund a ton of shit in Liberia. So like getting infrastructure in schools and hospitals so that we could kind of like all rebuild once we get to Liberia. Right. Um, and I thought that is a interesting concept, uh, Pan-Africanism and sure. kind of going back to Liberia. And I've learned a bit about Liberia where- Please uh, tell me because I don't know enough about Liberia <laughs> at all. A li- Liberia, there's still kind of this um, cultural class with what they call um, Americo-Liberians. 
Okay. And so those who did come to, from America and Jamaica to Liberia uh, are put on a higher, are like have created this like higher social class. Uh, are you fucking kidding uh, yeah, me? Yeah, isn't it ridiculous? So it's just like you're bringing that same bullshit oh across God, the damn dude. ocean. See, this is what it's I'm like reinventing about. the will. So it's so like most politicians, most people of power are either from. So you're telling me yeah. <laughs> that black people mm-hmm. who came from America. Yep. And chose to go back to Africa mm-hmm. to found an, an, an literally an, an American African mm-hmm. country. Yeah, treat the native Africans like they are less. Yeah, are you? F- <laughs> I give up. I give up. Yep. I give up. Podcast done. No more episodes. Good night. Are you? Fu- you know what? Okay, so this is why. This is the okay. Whatever. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah, no, so shit is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, see, this is what I'm saying. In a in a There's way, it's no like I don't winning. know where 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 that is a gain. Yeah. Like if that is what that is, that's not good. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. Is that I, th- like is that? I don't know. I don't know if that has bettered us in any way. I it hasn't it hasn't it's just like you see the same corrupt bullshit in Liberia as you see in most other mm. African nations mm-hmm. and there's just class dynamics mm-hmm. westernization still rearing its ugly ass head mm-hmm. it's uh it's not a cute look so yeah maybe we maybe we should stay the fuck here y'all Let's not ruin. Let's not go to Africa and ruin shit. I mean, I just, yeah, I just don't see how, like, what what Africa is today, and and I mean the best parts of it, mm-hmm. the most positive aspects of it. I don't see what us suddenly appearing there in mass does to that culture that is positive. It's you know what I colonization. mean? Colonization. We're br- yeah, and it's we're bringing a lot of fucking baggage when we do. Oh yeah. And it's oh, like yeah. does that I feel like we do more harm than good to oh, yeah. to to those places. For and sure. and we got a lot of shit to fix here, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't have no I ain't got no interest in like packing up and giving up and walking away because that shit still got to change. Right. Right. It's still got to go away. And like you notice how black nationalism, all that includes is us being like, hey, maybe we should just find another spot to be just us (laughs) rather than what white nationalism is, which necessarily includes our destruction. Yeah. We cannot exist anywhere. Yeah. Even though we are only here because. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I'm more interested in 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 stamping that out Mm -hmm. rather than. Because it's like, I don't know, man, I, that really disappoints me to hear that about Liberia. I mean, I guess I knew that mm-hmm. somewhere in my, the back of my brain because as, as you're reading it, I'm like, okay, this hurts, yeah. but I knew it, I guess. You know what I mean? It's, it's so annoying. I mean, no, that's just super real. Um, Sierra Leone has also had um, a mass immigration, mm-hmm. which 
um, the reason that my like my whole family was able to move away was mm-hmm. because they were Christians who changed their last name to Thornton and were like like British like like my great great grandparent immigrated to Sierra Leone during like one of these back to Africa movements um, and during like the founding of it. So, I mean, generations of my family grew up in Sierra Leone, but we were still Thorntons and we were Christian and like we had the money to, to pretty much bring my whole family, like all my aunties and uncles, my grandma mm-hmm. and all move and all immigrate to America yeah, I mean, I, man, I wish we had like somebody more educated in this, this specific thing yeah. in this room right now. Cause like, I don't know if we're being, if we're just like missing something huge or what. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause there's like, I, you know, I don't just, not to keep harping on the same fucking things or sound like a broken record, but like, yeah, absolutely. There's something to be gained from knowing more about Africa, knowing mm-hmm. more about its history and its culture and its present. But what what has happened and what we are and and the you know the result of blackness in America, the the resulting culture of blackness in America is not it's different. It's just different. It is different. Just like West Indian culture mm-hmm. is different than American black culture. Right. 100%. And it's and that's dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't necessarily think that that should just like the easiest like the 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 real fix or the easiest fix is for that to just not be. Because that's what it feels like. It's like going back to – it's like unbeing. You know what I mean? Like unbeing what it is we are now. And mm-hmm. and I think more than anything, facing what we are now is the, is the most important change American culture has to make is facing things. Just looking directly the fuck at it and not ignoring what it is. You know, we don't do that. That's a thing that we don't. I say this every episode. <laughs> I find a different way to say this every episode. I can't stop. Okay, whatever. But yeah. I think that's a good point to end on. Damn. Are we well, at the end? Well, no, we're on the next. Oh, the end the of this segment. topic. I was like, yeah. damn, what? Okay. Um, And for our final topic, uh, introducing a new segment called Black Shit is Lit. <laughs> Cause that's why it was a perfect transition. Yeah, that's true. Cause black culture. Damn, you are. Yeah, good lit. job. You're right. That I'm wasn't just, perfect. You're a good host. <laughs> um, but so Bill and I were talking about basically how music, movies, mm-hmm. all forms of entertainment, it's Im- is improved through blackness. I mean, we yep. Just when you let us have it, like yeah, when you let, let us, us have it, when you let us have it, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> when we can make it, rather than mm-hmm. you try to shove it down, you know, you being the oppressor. Yeah. When, when they just when when they say we know how to make shit for your blacks, <laughs> and then and then they give us you know one type of black movie, you know, like every every right, black story right. is not barbershop, right? You know, and Barbershop is fine. It's not mm-hmm. a movie that I personally love, but it's mm-hmm. funny enough. <laughs> you know, it's it is a thing, and it and it is, but it's not the only thing. And and, right. our, and we do not have a monoculture. Yes, um, and then just like thinking about more recently movies like Black Panther, mm-hmm. 
like allowing the allowing the space for a major blockbuster mm-hmm. motion picture superhero film to be out and to have it basically slay the box office, right? Um, even internationally, and like everyone around, it's a global hate. It's People a- globally hate us. Period. Black, anti-blackness is global. You're it's all right. Global, and so for the the fact that like people across the world are just like, oh shit, Black Panther's lit. It's like, oh yeah, no, duh, yeah, duh, Black shit is lit. We Definitely. can make y'all shit the same way y'all make it, and mm-hmm. and it still be great. You yes, don't have to exactly. I was talking to a friend of mine recently. Well, not a friend, a, a an acquaintance of mine <laughs> okay. recently. Not a friend. This was maybe I say recently. Because I'm a stand-up comic and time dilates and constricts when I tell stories. <laughs> it was maybe a year ago yeah. where I was talking to somebody about, like, this this topic about, like, black people being allowed to tell their stories or, like, have stories in, in mainstream media. And they were – and this person was like, well, I mean – what does that mean? Should we just cast more black people in in roles that aren't that weren't made for black people? And I'm like, do you understand how what you said, even the language you use, is not the point of what I'm trying to say? You, that still centers white centric narratives, and you're just like, well, what if? Well, so should we just let black people play our white roles then? And it's like, and this person wasn't even trying to say something negative. There was a, this was an otherwise well meaning white person. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Aren't they all? And well, no. <laughs> I mean, I I, I'll give the I'll give the ones who are otherwise well-meaning mm-hmm. that that title when they and and still acknowledge that this thing that you do that you did is fucked up and wrong. Mm-hmm. And here is why. I know that you didn't this you didn't mean for it to be, but it was. And here's why. Like it's like he didn't he couldn't understand that what I was trying to say was we need to be allowed to tell stories. And make those stories ourselves, not just have a role in your continued story. Exactly. That is what you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Or you tell your story and cast a person who doesn't look like you in it. That's not even, that's cool too. We want that too. We want that too. But, (laughs) but, you know, we need to be able to tell our stories. We need, and, and not, and not just the one. Mm-hmm. Not just the one about the person overcoming slavery right. or, or the kid who came from slavery overcoming some fucking, uh, yeah. you know, some fucking um, problem that that mirrors that. Right. Like it's not all our stories are not that trauma over and over. Right. Again. Some of our stories are girls trips where we go to New Orleans and get fucking lit. Yeah. And have a great fucking time. Yes. And it, and look at that shit. It's funny as hell. It funny made so much money. Tons of and money. it doesn't have to compromise in any kind of way. Exactly. It doesn't have to be compromised in any kind of way either. You know what I mean? Like Insecure is 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 oh, so unabashedly good. a black show. It is yes. made by black people. Yes. It is about black people. Yes. And it is and it and it talks about the real like aspects of like being black around white people, too, mm-hmm. you know. And that shit, it look at all Black Panther made seven hundred million dollars. We will buy shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we'll buy Pure shit. Cuts. We will we pay will. for shit. Stop trying to shove garbage right. down our throats. Right. And we'll fucking buy it on our we'll do it ourselves we'll mm-hmm. give you the money anyway mm-hmm. you still get the fucking money assholes if you let us fucking do our own shit <laughs> so well and this is kind of like a concept that marcus Garvey did talk about like mm-hmm. cooperative economics and mm-hmm. um, when done and within black america and in black culture it's been widely successful sure um there's been several 
Towns Creative focused solely on purchasing only from black people and mm-hmm. black people just, yeah, just running their own town, buying shit from each other and doing really fucking well financially right. um, and not necessarily participating in American capitalism in the quote unquote traditional sense. Right. So when that's like, so you're acting, you're probably asking what has happened to these towns. They've all been burned to the ground because white people stay hating. Yeah. True story. They no, can't, true story. Look they it can't up. allow us to do it. Ultimately, start. the money still has to funnel up to the white man. Right. <laughs> or like, they get mad. It's like, y'all better give us your little nigger dollars. Right. Or we're going to burn your town down. Right. And they did several times. Don't cut us out right. or we'll cut you down. And it's kind of hilarious because they want us to like work inside american capitalism that is built upon slavery it's literally built upon us not being a part of it (laughs) right like it's literally like american the american economy was created with the notion of us not being a part of it yep so yeah you shouldn't be surprised that a lot of people aren't really fucking into american capitalism (laughs) right (laughs) when they really think about what it means to be Mm mm-hmm and just like thinking about American black culture, if we truly wanted to exist outside of American capitalism, um, our shit is gonna be lit. Yeah. Like we're gonna, there, the sheer support that's gonna go into black entertainment, like we're gonna get some crazy amazing shit. Like, yeah, it has to be. Cause they ain't gonna let us do it if it's not. So exactly. we have to be lit. We have right. to be. I I think we're naturally just born lit. Uh, I mean, yeah. And our there's also that our fire is constantly being dimmed by hating assholes. But right. you know, whatever. Why you think? You, look, y'all y'all made us this way. Whether right. you wanted to, whether you meant <laughs> Gene- to or not, you were genetically modified <laughs> to be lit. They bred us. Literally, they bred us. Literally, yeah. So why are you surprised that we're why better at sports overall? Right. Like you why bred not? us that you bred us for <laughs> physical labor. Right. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, we're good at stuff. We we survived your fucking bullshit America until now and and you're surprised. And mad about it. You're surprised and mad. Which makes you look dumber. We're talking about Stay like, mad. I don't Yeah. Know. No, yeah. You can stay mad. I don't care. Anyway, we got that was like semi off topic because yeah. we're just, no. just generally pissed, I y'all. I think it's on topic. I mean, <laughs> no, let us make our shit. Let us make mm-hmm. shit. Stop, stop holding everything. You know, hold the fucking yeah. keys and never let us fucking, you know, dangle the keys in front of us and never let us fucking have them. Right. And then every time you do, look what fucking happens. And then you every single time something like that happens, everybody acts so surprised. Right. Like even a movie like Crazy Rich Asians, right. which you brought up while we were talking off, off mic. Like that's not right. a story that, you know what I mean? Like that's not a place that stories go and, right, and right. Are, are made mainstream, you know, made into the mainstream. And look what it's doing. It's mm-hmm. so successful. Even my mom saw Crazy Rich Asians. My mom, this... I don't know how to describe my mom. She's just quirky. That's the only way I could. She's very like, she's perky and she's quirky and she's a little weird and she's very absent-minded. That's how I describe my mom. Love her. <laughs> okay. But that doesn't, I, I'm what just saying. What does all that have to do with seeing it this movie? Okay. It just, it doesn't, I don't, like, I don't, honestly, my, I don't think my mom's like 
outside of my friends, mm-hmm. I don't think my mom's ever met an Asian person in her life. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and my mom's like lived on the south and west side of Chicago right. her entire life. Ain't a lot of Asian outside people of, in the west side of Chicago. Yeah, outside of like a stint in Texas, my mama has always just been surrounded by black people. So, so if you're like wondering if like black people are coming out to see Crazy Rich Asians, yes, we are. And people are coming out to see movies made by black people and Black Klansman is does that come out on Friday? Yeah, I think so. That shit's probably gonna be lit and I mean, like it's, yeah, it's yes. <laughs> yes. It's Spike Lee and yeah. fucking Jordan Peele and his like, team. That think sounds... about who, what who is the most popular pop artist out now? I mean Answer the question. Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. I mean it's Taylor Swift, but <laughs> it is leaps and bounds. But you know, every other every other like you you go one step down from all that. It's all black people. It's Beyonce. It's Drake. It's yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. all of that. And well, they have to put their blonde hair, blue eyed white princess on top, even though she's not they even a quarter as lit. Hold her. White supremacists they literally hold-, <laughs> hold her up. And she literally <laughs> doesn't stop it. Right. So white supremacist Barbie. And she sues people then, who bring that up, by the way. Like, oh, yeah. we might get sued. And that oh. would be the dopest thing ever. <laughs> that would raise our profile so fucking much. Fuck you, Taylor Swift. Sue me. Let's go. You literally let white supremacists hold you up. Yeah. That is what your shit is propped up on. Mm. So without literal racist, yeah. every other thing. <laughs> Every other thing that gets made. All, all of your faves are That people love back. us. It's us. Yeah. Drake, Rihanna, Beyonce. All all of your faves. All of the biggest ones. Yes. Well, that's like the point I was trying to get to, but you're right about <laughs> Unfortunately, it, it just is. They hold her up. They hold uh, her up. They want her to be number one. They, mm-hmm. they, ha- they have to have it that way. Mm-hmm. So much so that they will literally just stream her music all day and all night so mm-hmm. that she stays number one. And if, if and when anybody like fucking threatens that they come to, like her fans her stands come down on them like a fucking ton of bricks, and that's just fucked up. What's what's scarier, Nicki Minaj's fan base, Taylor Swift's fan base, or the Beehive, mm. the Barb's, the Beehives, or the Swifties, what, whatever Taylor Swift's. I don't know. Devils. I'm assuming uh, devils, the White Devils. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, look, I, ba- the barbs is ratchet as fuck. Yeah, they are ratchet. They will, they so, will, they out here, they out here like ready to give the hands to anybody. They will. But yeah. they're ultimately just ridiculous, right? And Taylor Swift's fans are the KK. You know what I mean? Like they're the KKK. <laughs> so barbs and the KKK come <laughs> to. I my money literally the their theme song is a taylor they they i'm not making they yeah, said no, it they're shit. the ones who said this it so ultimately it's her fans that are scary to me um because i just I'm, think the barbs are funny and stupid yeah but the, um, so the barbs will lay them hands yeah and i ain't trying uh, to i ain't trying to get slapped by no random i don't give a fuck about Nicki minaj's fans right. to be honest with you <laughs> or Nicki minaj to be honest with you yeah but I recognize her popularity mm-hmm. and, you know, how much people love her music. So ain't nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, Beyonce's fans ain't scary to me because I think they're right. 
Um, I mean, ex- no one wants to be stung by the beehive, but no. Well, if you're yeah, dumb enough to say something bad about Beyonce, I don't feel Beyonce, like I would be right. Exactly, you deserve it. I don't feel like I ever would be stung by the beehive because I would never. I would I'm never. in it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say other than that. I wasn't for a long time, and then and then lemonade, lemonade came out, and I was like, oh, oh wait, this is the best shit I've heard. She in is. A very long time. Th- yeah. Okay. Whatever. No, I agree. I we agree. ain't got to do this. We, we don't, don't have to do this. Everyone knows Beyonce's lit, whatever. That's a truth. That's a universal truth. We never stop no matter what you do to us. Right. And that's not going to change. Right. So why won't you buy in? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sponsor this shit. Right, right. Definitely. If you're going to make us participate in your garbage-ass capitalistic society, sponsor this shit because you know it's the best shit you got. Right. You don't want to admit it, but right. you know it is, so you might as well sponsor it. Instead of like putting investing in mediocre as regular white people. Well, and not yeah, and not just that, but like in, yes, they do that, but then they actively try to undermine the things that we make. And it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's going to be good and and when it is good, why don't you just get in? Yes. Get, get on board. Yes. Why do you have to fight it? That's what I don't understand. Why do you want to destroy what is good? Even if it's not your good, you know it's good and you know you could have a piece of it still even though it's we shouldn't allow that. But yeah. ultimately the, the shit is the way that it, it is until until we change it and if we're not going to eat the rich, we might as well gain from them. <laughs> yeah. You know? Wow. Oh. I think that's a good Mediocre point to stop white on. People, you right. <laughs> <laughs> Haters are gonna stay hating, and which also I hate that Taylor Swift had to culturally appropriate that because I've been I've heard Hayden stay Hater stay Hayden for my entire life. I mean, she steals all the time. She's what a freaking thief. Her most recent album is literally stolen from fucking. Uh, uh, I forget that that I forget her name. Um, Kanye West. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stolen from that album cover like literally oh, look yeah. at it you can see, it's just it's so obvious like man you can't even you can't even you can't even diss somebody in an original way right <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, taylor get your life together you're a mess anyway I mean, she's shit. I mean, well i guess her life okay you're living she on just the don't give a fuck about being anything better than what she is yeah she's what i thought beyonce was she's just a packaged product and don't mm-hmm. have any interest in being any better than that and then when i realized beyonce was like oh i'm yeah i'm beyonce i don't have to do nothing none of yeah. y'all say i could do whatever i want i yeah. was like oh i am in love with this beyonce yes <laughs> i've never i guess like destiny child beyonce definitely i thought was like packaged for consumption that's but... what i'm saying even like you'd look back and she did that fucking song where she featured she did the hook for sean paul it's like beyonce would never oh, do yeah. that again yeah she would never do that now <laughs> ever ever Ever. And she ain't got she's to. She's beyond. Yeah, she's beyond. Taylor Swift don't have no interest in being anything other than that. Mm. So, fuck her. She's okay with lying and, and using fucking racism to get ahead. And again, fuck her. She's a monster. <laughs> she's a bad person. <laughs> she's not a monster. She's just a person. And that's even worse. Yeah. She knows better, refuses to do better. Yep. Well, on that note, Y'all can like us on Facebook at Unlearn. This is a weird episode. I know. This is a real fucking weird episode. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> give, give it to the people. 
follow us on twitter at unlearn underscore shy you can follow me on instagram at katherine j best oh yeah you can follow me at bill r bullock and you can follow uh unlearned at unlearned podcast on instagram does instagram work like twitter like if you change your, can you change your handle and have it still like all the people you're on that follow you i don't know still, yeah no i'm thinking idea. about changing mine because i don't I hate that I had to use my middle initial because I never mm-hmm. use my middle name for anything. Yeah. Is it? Is the R Robert? No. Damn. We're not doing this. <laughs> We're not getting on this microphone, especially. <laughs> I, don't, I don't use my middle name because I just don't love the way it sounds. It's Ronald. not. It's, Richard. No. We're not doing it. Fine. I'm serious. Fine. <laughs> right. No. We're not doing it. Write to us at unlearnpodcast at gmail.com for what you think the R stands for okay. and Bill R. Bullock. I, uh, oh, I would hate that so much. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm not kidding. Don't do that. Uh, I want the people to email, but I don't want those emails. You can check out our website at unlearnpodcast.com. Thanks to James C. Green for our music and graphics. Hey. Uh, you can find us at your preferred podcast provider. Probably Hit Overcast. Subscribe. Yeah, it, it could be. I I downloaded it and y'all should too. There we go. <laughs> there it is. I don't like- um, hit subscribe and read our show again for those who have taken the time to write our like read our show and write mm. a review thank you so much thank you like it helps infinity plus the algorithm prefers podcasts that are rated higher that, yes i mean or rated at all yeah <laughs> so if we the more ratings you have the better you the more ratings you get as well I'm yes I mean, even if y'all rate us poorly, that's still another reading. <laughs> rate us honestly. I want to know. Yeah, we we take criticism. I'm not looking for well. five stars out of if we don't. I, it. We're not trying to be like your best friends. Well, yeah, no, we're not trying to be your best friends. I'm trying to be you. You trying I'm, to be my best friend or the audience? Both. Aww. I mean. That's cute. Yeah, I want. I want. I want all of you. <laughs> I want all of you is what I'm trying. I want all of you eventually. Like I'm not out here trying to not be famous, but like not for fame's sake. Like I want what I do to get all of you. If I can, I know I can't, but like, that's the goal. That's the mission. Uh, <laughs> I'm learning. Can- it's a proud member of Fuzz Loudest in the Chicago podcast co-op. Until next time. Bye y'all. Okay. Bye. <laughs>mean not really it doesn't look ridiculous that's your opinion that's mm. my opinion so okay. there we go thought you, I, I just assumed you were gonna do what every stand-up comic does and say something shitty about how it looks ridiculous all the time so it doesn't look any more ridiculous now okay <laughs> go